Bong loads and bullshit. We're back. It was a week hiatus because I had a whole bunch of bullshit going on. So did Dig. Everything's better now. We're here. It's an Oklahoma Cannabis Podcast. Dig is wielding a megaphone. So everybody say hello to Uncle Dig at the Bagseat Chronicles. Hello, I'm Uncle Dig. Biden basically made weed legal, if y'all could believe that. Weed is legal now. Weed is legal. Mm, I don't know if I agree with that, but we'll get into that in a minute. We're going to we're going to walk the fine line between cannabis content and political here and we're going to do a fine job of it. But first fine let's start with the it. usual shit, the stuff every content creator starts with, the whining for socials. You can find Uncle Dig and his podcast The Bagseed Chronicles at his Insta at Uncle Dig or you can search The Bagseed Chronicles on Google. Uh, you find it in all kinds of places including Audible. Bongloads and Bongloads and BS. This podcast can be found at Bongloads and BS on Insta at Bongloads and BS on Facebook. We don't have a custom URL on YouTube yet because the YouTube channel doesn't do any fucking numbers if you're listening you know where to find us follow us i post pictures from the tent you should also tell your friends about us if you enjoy us and are only a little embarrassed that you do you should share your shame with a friend and it will lessen that shameful feeling that's how i got over my dick rash uh, yeah dick rash <sighs> that's our guest for the day uh how's it going, <laughs> going uncle dig uh, it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going really good. Um, I guess I should start. I harvested some uh, of the fire of a maroof. I didn't get very much off of one of the plants. Bugs pretty much ate it. So I only got mm. 20 grams off of that big outdoor plant. But it's very good. Um, And then I've still got one outdoor photo period still going. The other fire of maroof is taking its time and it looks like I'm going to get a slightly bigger harvest from that. I hope, but Legit. it's pushing. It's probably going to go. I I'm waiting for it to finish. I'm not feeding it. I'm not I'm just waiting for it to start going Amber. And I think, I think I think, I hope I'll be able to chop it in the next week. I don't even know if it's an, I think I, I it's more of an, I hope, I hope to be able to harvest it within the next week, but we've got some rain coming. Um, oh. At the at the end of the month, so it'll I'll be chopping it before that, regardless. Even if it wants to go longer, I won't let it because okay. if it gets rained on for a couple of days, especially with those big thick buds, I'll probably mold out. Right. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cut it before the rain if it doesn't finish. Um, so that's cool. Immediate um, question: If that yeah. oh good. oh yeah, do you want yeah. to go talk, talk? Ask me the question. If you are close, if you're not so close to chopping, let's say it's you're you're in flower, but it's still early and you get hammered by some rain. Uh, how do you protect against that? Or do you just hope for no mold or is it like, OK, the sun will dry it out before it has to go into curing? It could be a mixture of those things. OK, um, I don't like covering my plants. Um, OK, I had a bad experience with it. That was completely my fault, but I just never did it again. I hung some blue tarps over my plants when a heavy rain was coming through and mm. blue tarp bits got in my weed. Ooh. So that wasn't fun. Anyway, so that was fun to pick terps, out bro. all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Terps, bro. <laughs> Plastic blue terps, the bluest terps <laughs> of all. Um, but yeah, maybe that's why I liked that first thin mint so much is all the, is all the blue terps it had in it. But anyway, <laughs> so so, I mean, I know there's better ways to cover plants, but I was a newbie and this was years ago. So like, be nice to be nice to your friend, but, um, no, um, I generally don't like to cover them. If it's going to be a heavy sustained rain and you're in mid flower, they might weather through it. If you're in late flower and you're kind of waiting for them to finish, it's better to cut your losses unless if it's going to rain for one day. And then the forecast says it's going to be 80 degrees the next day. You might not have anything to worry about. It might be wet for a day, then the sun will completely dry it out and there won't be any moisture left in the nugs by the end of that second day and you won't have mold. So that can okay. happen too. So that so but 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 there are some strains where if you like look at them wrong, they get covered in mold and then right. other strains that like you can rub poop on them. And they like when like you could like accidentally oh. like you could accidentally dump like cow manure on some of the lower buds and they still won't mold out. You know, there's certain yeah, like, like you know, like certain strains are strains, certain cultivars, my bad. Certain cultivars are better at handling mold than others. And some of them like just do not 
mold unless they get caterpillars or something like that. They won't just get an outbreak of powdery mildew unless you like okay. throw them out there in 60 degrees and 90% humidity for weeks. And then they'll get it because everything will, you know. But So basically Oklahoma in the fall. Right. And, and honestly, usually Oregon is very rainy and wet right now. And I would be looking at emergency pulling these plants, but it's been sunny during the day and warm. It's been cold at night, but it's been sunny and warm during the day. So the plants have just been bulking. They just keep bulking. And I think the plants would have finished sooner if it had been rainy. They would have been done quicker, but they're just adding weight, I guess. It's really interesting to watch. Now, the the, the next question, and this is kind of totally off tracking. I wonder if there's another like commercial crop that is so fucking weird and like, please don't get too much rain on me as cannabis. And like, you know, you're it's good if you grow it outside, but don't let it get too wet and so on. Well, I think it depends. Well, I mean, don't they, don't they, don't other fibrous crops, they don't want mold in like a, uh, I don't know, like in a lot of industrial stuff, right? Like, oh, I don't know. I could like, totally be talking on my ass. No, I, I think there, I think there are some other. I mean, there's definitely moisture parameters for mm-hmm. harvesting certain stuff. Like, you don't want, and you know, you got to keep drain grain dry as fuck. That's why they keep it in those mm-hmm. silos. Um, no, don't I think there's you. a lot of crops like that. Like, I, I mean, like, like late, late. I would, I would assume. No, I'm making an assumption here, mm-hmm. but I would assume that real heavy rain um, on a lot of crops that produce fruit can cause some problems. I know that if I get a lot of, if I get too much rain late in the summer, which very rarely happens here, mm-hmm. but if I get too much moisture late in the summer, some of my jalapenos will, will, bur- will burst, you know, the water will make them like crack like, and like oh, striations and stuff. So like, so like heavy moisture can affect other crops too. I think, I think we just talk about it more in cannabis because collectively we still don't all know the best way of handling it. And there's so many different cultivars out there that respond differently. I think what what one might more accurately say that there aren't as many commercial crops that are as diverse as cannabis is. I mean, you've got like, I mean, I, I, you know, I say that, but I mean, how many kinds of tomatoes are there? I mean, there's, I mean, there's two main types of tomatoes, right? There's determinate tomatoes and indeterminate tomatoes, right? And what that means is, I'll explain it to you. So basically, a determinate tomato is like an autoflower in cannabis. It gets to a certain size, and then it fruits, and then it stops, and it's that size. So it'll grow to two feet or three feet or whatever it gets to. An indeterminate tomato will grow as long as it's hot enough for it to grow. Oh, shit. So like when you see gut people hanging out with their eight foot tall tomato plants, those are indeterminate tomatoes. They're indeterminate. These are photos, bro. That's funny as fuck. But, but I mean, but kind of, I mean, really, yeah. when you get right down to it, one has a genetically predetermined size and timeline and right. one, well, and one will just keep going as long as you keep it going and right. you select based on what your garden needs are right so if i if i have a giant box and i'm just trying to max my production indeterminate mm. but if i have a container garden i want a determinate tomato oh okay no that makes sense and that, yeah. that applies as well all right so there's some advice from your non-heady garden from uncle dig about choosing the right tomato for your garden. also uh folks um, for you, for those of you in uh, <clears throat> less than legal states who uh, allegedly might like to cultivate, a lot of right. the things that cannabis in- needs, tomatoes need. So if you're going and shopping for your newts, just tell people you're growing tomatoes. Everyone always has. Grow a couple. Yeah, they're basically your beard. Tomatoes. So yeah, grow, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I- tomatoes are your weed beard. <laughs> uh, uh- my garden, I don't have a lot to report. Uh, I'm glad we started with yours because you've actually got shit going on. Um, that wasn't mine, it. Oh, my bad. We got <laughs> sidetracked. Hands no, up. No, you're good. Indeed. You're good. There's. I've got four more plants, man. Ooh, yeah. So, so I've got. I remember I told you I was I was fucking around with a late season auto run. Mm-hmm. So I've got two outdoor big buds right now, still going. 
and um the other plants that i harvested were were not enough to talk about we're talking one i got 0.3 grams because off of one and the other i got like a bowl out of because they flowered early and it was bad but these two are going pretty good one's flowering and one's just starting to flower and i don't think they're going to yield much but i think they'll each yield like probably like quarter half an ounce which is which is good smoking weed and then the indoor auto indoor auto and this hot weather has helped the uh outdoor autos uh stretch a little bit more than i thought they were they had the potential to be bigger but Mm. the environment outdoors really isn't allowing them to it's getting into the 40s at night and they don't do their best growing when they get that cold at night so they're struggling they're trying to produce for me but they're doing they're not doing great i mean they're doing fine they're healthy they're green they don't have any deficiencies, but we're not um, we're not maxing out the potential of the genetics for those big buds. Now, you need to get oh sorry, those big fucking. I I kind of mean this as a shit post joke, but I also wonder if it would work. So when you go to a smo- a sporting event and you're a smoker, if you're in a cool place like uh, the field house in Indiana, whatever they call it now, with the smoking area outdoors will have this massive fucking heater. That heats up the whole area. Now it sucks every bit of moisture out of the air. You feel like a mummy the whole time, but you're warm while you're outside in the cold smoking. And I'm wondering if there is something like that in a situation like yours where you can immediately heat an area. I'm just totally, I ate way too many edibles before the show and my mind is going a million directions is what this comes down to. Well, cannabis is a high value crop. So it's worth expending a fair amount of energy to grow. Mm-hmm. But these auto flowers are little, and they're not worth running a heater. Touche. They're just they're just not. Um, I've only got two out there. This is an experiment. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever I'm growing outdoors, I'm trying to max my yield for the amount of energy I'm getting. I'm not necessarily um, grow at all cost. Yeah, like I, I'm just trying to grow at all costs, basically. Yeah, and so okay. I've got one out there. I've got those two out there. I was just seeing. I didn't think this would work at all. I thought. Mm-hmm. By mid-October, it was going to be so cold that they weren't going to be able to veg or flower or anything. And I've been wrong because it's been 80 degrees. Now, when the rain comes, it's going to get interesting because by that time, one of them, I think, is going to be close to done. And Mm. and then I'll only have one autoflower. And once you only have one autoflower, you can start doing really creative things like putting it on the porch at night. So it doesn't oh, get rained on and let it dry okay. out and then put it out in the rain during the day. So it gets a little sun. You can see, cause it's only one five gallon pot. It's heavy, but it's not like that heavy. I can move that. So okay. I'll move it like, you know, every day for the last like month of its life. And I think that might stretch out the drying season or the growing season a little bit. I've heard of people pushing full size photo periods at deep into November. Um, but uh, I've never heard of anyone doing it with auto flowers. It doesn't mean no one's done it. I just I haven't heard of it. And then in the tent behind me, I've got two um, tangerine dream auto flowers, mm-hmm. and they're doing really well. And actually, if you if you guys peep my Instagram, um, you can see at Uncle Dig. Yeah, you can see pictures of them. I posted my stories pretty frequently when I get in there and work with them too. Uh, last Dig night is actually worth following. He actually put shit up. Yeah, like uh, last night I did a thinning of the uh, of the Tangerine Dreams, and I posted mm-hmm. that in my stories. So I posted a picture of them before I thinned them out, and mm-hmm. then I posted a picture of the trash can that I'd filled with their foliage, and then I posted Good a shit. picture of them thinned out. And uh, I'm not as heavy a defoliator as some. Mm-hmm. Some growers say I don't go heavy enough. I I don't like doing it. I don't like. I'm not a really yeah. heavy pruner. Um, it took me a long time to get to where I'll even prune my roses enough. I'm just not a heavy, sure? uh, a naturally heavy pruner. You um, like the leaves. I get it. Yeah, dude, I do. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear because, like, I'm noticing an upward trend. Every time we talk, like, we had that bad week. There's even an episode titled about it. You had that bad week. I can't say week because I talked to you about it. And then things have just slowly been on the upturn. And that makes me very happy to hear, Dig. I like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was able to – I thought I was going to lose all of that fire on my roof. Right. And I actually – I don't know if I told our audience, but I got a really good yield off the uh, off the two um, CBD Dutch treats. I talked about it on the it. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go ahead and tell them now. They had a chance to check out the show, and I feel like if they were gonna, 
they would have already. So I'll go ahead and tell tell them on this show. So I got um I got over a pound on both those CBD uh plants. So that's pretty good. So I'm going to be covered in morning smoke probably for the rest of uh 2022, probably until the next outdoor growing season. I mean, honestly, I mean, so I did I do the math periodically and I figure I go through about a little less than four pounds of weed a year. That's what that's ask. that's about that's about that's about everything. That's where I figure. When I first started growing, I was only going through about a pound, pound and a half a year. So right. it's definitely escalated. Well, you uh, know, between tolerance and access, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And then um, but I uh I I got so you figure if about maybe only a fourth of that is CBD. So I'm good for CBD for a while. And Legit. so like I'll probably start maybe focusing more on growing the CBD outside and only doing a couple of uh, the other cultivars because the CBD seem to stand up to them the really best this the year. Outside. Well, it's, oh, it's I see. that's the, yeah, no, the other plants loved the outside until the mites and everything came and ate them all. But I see, but the CBD, I, they didn't get eaten as fast. They seemed less probably when they had the mites, they didn't have them as bad. It was wild. My and, immediate thought is like scarecrow crop. You put one plant that they love off to the side. Oh and, no, sorry, no, no! I've I've tried that. I you end up you end up accidentally bringing pests in if you have a plant that they really like. So uh, so like there are and there are, I'm like and I kind of do that with with holop with 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 peppers because the peppers tend to be just a little more attractive to aphids than the cannabis plants. And okay. so what I'll do is I'll get. I'll get my first aphids on my peppers. So I'll see them there first and then I'll kill them on the peppers. And a lot of times they, they don't go for the cannabis because the peppers are there. Okay. Okay. Right on. But that's, that's not always reliable because you'll find in your garden, or at least <laughs> I have that the bugs seem to uh, like the same flavors we do. So, right. <laughs> um, if you've got, I, and maybe, I don't know, they have their preferences too, right? You'll have right. like a row of like four, four different plants. And like, for example, they, the mites completely destroyed my, um my, uh my Northern lights. I got nothing off that plant. It died. It Man. killed it. The plant right next to it, the canatonic mm-hmm. produced 16.01 ounces, just over a pound. Even okay. after I cut a mite mite infestation out of it, but how I much cut might it out. you have gotten on that plant? Yeah, on the I, one. I think that... I only lost a half pound. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't know if like no, that's not bad. That's yeah. Well, and see, but see, it escalates. One of the things that saved me about these CBD plants is that they were so big. I got I got almost like a pound and a half off the CBD Dutch treat, but it was also almost nine feet tall, Evan. Hot damn. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it was so it's tall. Big boy. It was big so boy. big. Big girl. Big girl. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That would be tragic if I, I started breaking it apart. Like when I started smoking it and it was it was filled with seeds. It's not. I've already smoked some. Touche. And so, I'm yeah, sure that's what's been going be on awesome. in my garden. And then in the future, I've got a four by four in the garage when it cools mm-hmm. off a little bit i'm gonna start running that i'll probably do an auto flower run of that probably like six different auto flowers just kind of fucking around mm-hmm. and then i have a two by two the probably gonna set up right behind me next to this two by two it's and it's mm-hmm. the other one's bigger it's like a two and a half it's like a two and a half by two and a half and then i'm gonna my buddy's got clones of this fire from the roof that i just harvested Okay, he's, so you can well, get that back. I'm gonna get that back, and I'm gonna try to scrog it in a two by two space, and see okay. if I can pull like a respectable indoor harvest. Like I want to try to get like half. Hey, good uh, shit. I want. I don't know if I can. I'd be happy with right. a quarter pound, but I okay. want to try to. I want to try to get a half pound because I've seen people pull like pound, like a pound out of a two by two, and mm-hmm. I I don't think I can do that. But I would Damn. like to try to get a half pound. Alive. Well, I don't know. I don't know how heavy this is going to yield indoors. So what's going mm. on? This fire of Maroof is a really, really, really good strain. Uh-huh. Um, it's like a nice, heavy indica. And I harvested this early. 
So what, letting it go all the way indoors might, and it might do something different. I don't know, but it was really big buds. Smells really good. Didn't quite develop that acrid, like dead body funk I was hoping for, mm-hmm. but so it, it's not quite the Afghan I was looking for, uh, but, but it happened to be my huckleberry and the indica dude. And it's good for my nerve pain. Oh, good. So it get it, so only so it's actually turned out to be a really good medicinal strain. Even though I was just looking for some night night bud, it's right. turned out that this might be. You know how I've told people like I've been growing stuff for years and I never found anything that was right. That like I'm I'm like I love the weed I've grown. I love smoking it, but I wasn't like I have to grow this again, except for the you know a few of them. Like I've grown the CBD Dutch treat as long as you've known me. Replicate into eternity. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. Who is that chick they took the pap smear cells from? And she's like, oh, Henrietta Henrietta Lacks about that or that person. I fucking no idea on that shit. There, I have to look this up. It's going to drive me crazy. You might not hear this on the show because we're a half hour in. But please continue. (laughs) Henrietta Lacks was yeah. Henrietta Lacks. Henrietta Lacks was an African-American woman whose cancer cells are the source of the HeLa cell line, the first immortalized human cell line, and one of the most important cell lines in medical research. Her cancer cells are immortal. Anyway, sorry. No, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's – yeah. So that's interesting. That's cool. No, that's cool as shit to have a plant that does that. That's kind of what I'm doing with this onion. Yeah. If you clone it. Helping it do. Yeah. Well, and yeah, because once you clone it, it's the same plant genetically. Right. And with uh, with Steve, like I get a his his social same thing. You can follow his, and he's got the same plant growing, and he's got a mother of it, and he keeps taking from it, and like his are fucking thriving and vibrant and doing so good, and it makes me happy for mine because mine is, you know, it's not in bad conditions, but I haven't optimized its environment yet, and it's still green and pretty. So it makes me think I just got a good ass resilient plant from him, and I'm hoping that. If we do like it, I would like to take cuttings from it because it seems like the strain's going to match up. And yeah, uh, my my tent update won't be nearly so as involved as digs because it's mostly more of the same for me. Money as ever in the uh, Babs Labs is tight enough that whenever I get the tent set up, I want to get everything all at once. So we're looking to get like the little heater before it gets cold next week and get a bulb. Uh, the proper uh, vegging bulb for our HPS setup so we can be- put that shit up, ballast it up, and do all that. But I will say, and I, I went to this a minute ago, the plan is doing good. Uh, every time I go out there, I'm logging temps and shit now. Uh, it's it's fucking, it seems greener and prettier and taller. Like, it is really doing well, even though the, the environment's like halfway to where it needs to be. So that's good. kind of the whole update. Uh, I'm pretty happy with how it's going. I will post a picture up with, you know, this this episode. Now, on the other end, we have the what we're smoking. Uh, you know, Dig and I have both been hitting the same thing for a few weeks. So, Dig, what are you hitting on? Um, Right now, I am hitting – God, I should know this. This is uh, – I have to – I have the thing over here. I just had to take my headphones off. I don't remember, but I have the label. You're fine. I don't have a harmonica or anything to pull out, so Dig's off singing. I just have to sit here and talk. I can't – but if Dig played the harmonica, it would just cut out. He's not going to hear this until the show comes on. Oh, here he is. Here he is. It was uh, it was hiding in my vape bag, so I couldn't ah. see it. It was like it had fallen right in there. So this is – oh, okay. So it's it doesn't – well, good. anyway. You're hitting a vape. I'm hitting a 91% distillate vape. From Buddy's Cannabis, but it doesn't have what it actually is on here. Um, let me think for a second. I'll tell if you what it is. If it's distillate, it doesn't matter. Well, this is Terps. It has like 4% Terps. I don't know what the fuck mm. they did. Tastes like weed. I like Probably it. Probably reintroduced. That's cool. I don't know. That's high. cool. Well, there's a way that they can make distillate now using mm. a cooling tower. We've talked about this before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of the bulb where it retains more of the Terps than it used to. That's what's up. Because it doesn't burn. Yeah. But like I um I had an opportunity and I was working on it uh with no bad days with a farm a farm called No Bad Days Ranch uh mm-hmm. out there in Washington. I went out there and mm-hmm. toured just a buddy of mine as a partial owner of it. So we we're out there having a good time. And I was uh-huh. hoping to get to get to interview their extract scientists, but I think my uh 
my battle vest might have been a too loud and I might have pissed someone uh, off. So <laughs> but, that but that's happens fine. when you live that life. That's okay though. You know, I had a great time. People off when we go into the main meet. Sorry. Oh no. Yeah. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, um, I'm hoping that, that he'll change his mind. Cause I, I really jived with the guy, but at the end of the day, it's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't behest anyone for disagreeing with the ridiculous shit I wear. That's fine. Touche. I am, um, I am on my usual shit. I've got some weed. I've not been smoking a lot recently besides these nasty things. Don't do that. I have been eating some edibles, the jacked up white chocolate and peanut butter extreme bar. Now I'm a big proponent of the jacked up bar. I'm a big fan of it. I evangelize that shit, even though it's just a distillate dip chocolate bar, like in terms of fucking cost per milligram and shit, cause edibles are expensive. This is one of the best and you can even get into the jacked up extreme. And that's probably the best cost per milligram in the market. But at the risk of sounding like an asshole who tells a business how to do business, I'm going to bring something up here. This is, this is important to me. Anytime I go to buy these and I go to one specific place in Lawton to buy them because they're cheap there, Hello, Spark. My Anytime I go to Spark, I go there and I go, hey, you all got jacked up bars? And they say, yes, we have them. And I say, do you have milk chocolate? And they say, no, but we do have fucking strawberry margarita. Actually, strawberry wouldn't be bad. Lime margarita butthole and fucking Oreo shit bag and all of these dumbass lame flavors that don't they taste gross. I mean, I know my candy. Look at my fucking teeth. I know my candy. Anytime I go in there, the only bar that is sold out is that motherfucking jacked up bar, milk chocolate. So I'm going to say something, Jack. If you were to say up the production of the milk chocolate bar and lower the production of, say, the lime and salt flavored shit bag, you could probably sell a lot more because more people would buy them. Now, I will buy these flavors. I'll buy these. I'll do because I like to get high. But I fucking hate white chocolate and I hate peanut butter. And this was still the most appealing goddamn flavor to me. I'm just going to point that out. I don't even mean to sound angry. I'm getting all red, but it's annoying. Give me a jacked up milk chocolate, please. And that's all I had to say. Thank you. Do we have time for New Year Terps? We don't need to do this every single week, but people seem to like the Turk info. So let's talk a minute about Asamine. This you would consider a secondary Turk. It is, uh, it's not often found in the top three. It's a terp that's found in peppermint. Uh, it's a, a, a terp that smells like peppermint, rather. Uh, it's found in mint, orchids, and parsley. Um, I, I like this one because, Dig, I believe you remember you bringing up Dutch treat before. It's found in Dutch treat and mm, straight amnesia, I I like which, I, yeah, which I would assume applies to that amnesia haze, which I know you're a fan of. And it's got a floral nose. Um, yeah, that's funny. That's That's funny. That's two strains I grow that have that in there. That's cool. Well, I do gravitate towards smoking both of those things in the morning, so it makes sense that it's one of the more anti-inflammatory terps. So that is your terp osamine. But let's go ahead and move on to uh, let's talk about how Joe Biden, Joseph Robinette Biden, Dark Brandon himself has legalized cannabis. The problem is fixed and everything is better. He fixed it. Dark Brandon has crushed the the horrible right wing horde that wants to take your weed for, with his iron fist and made everything right. Right. We can grow weed at home in Alabama now. Right. Right. In Texas. Yeah. You can smoke <laughs> a blunt on the courthouse steps in Texas and blow you out a cop's face. No problem. Alamo and rub your blunt out on it and you're only going to jail for the peeing. That's a very good. No. Yeah, of course, you know, that's not actually what happened. And you know that the result from pretty much everybody has been lukewarm. And that we, we're not going to get into sides part of the political side of this. But that's one thing I will say about the difference between Democrats and Republicans. Democrats will real quick say, hey, you, this sucks. You did wrong if a Democrat does something wrong. It's an admirable trait. That said, it's one of those things. And uh, Dig, if you, I, I feel like you should start with opening comment because I feel like your take is going to be a little more extreme for mine and then i can come in with the fucking bastard centrist view would you like to go first about about joe biden and his what is it? okay so for those people joe biden just released the mildest of federal cannabis prisoners he pardoned people who were in federal custody or who are convicted on federal charges for simple possession that is it right around 6500 people which is not nothing it's not nothing. It's not. He did not. He did help some people. Um, 
people are going to be surprised by this um, because usually I'm so contrarian and I, and right. I, but to me, his, him actually doing this, is it, is it effective drug policy reform? No. Did he legalize cannabis? No. Why am I celebrating? Why am I celebrating? Well, two things, two, th- two very important things that this tells me both. Cause remember Joe Biden isn't a progressive. He's no. not. He's not an anarchist. He's not a communist. He's not a far left <laughs> radical. He is a center left or center right, even by you know, the world standard for sure. Right. But what this tells me is that cannabis legalization and cannabis reform is so politically demanded in the United States that he thinks. And the Democratic Party thinks and the establishment thinks that this is necessary for the Democrats to carry the midterms, for them to do something about cannabis. Yep. And what that means is that I was right. And when you something you need to know about me is when I'm right, which is very often, um, most of the time I'm right. And when I'm right, it, it makes me so happy, so right. happy. I love being right. And this is I've been right. I tell everybody white man approaching middle age. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting that self holier than thou white perfection thing going on. I'm sorry, but, but, but seriously, when the Democrats, I always said when the Democrats embrace this, it'll, it'll result in a brief way, a brief wave of support. And if they time it right, it can become a winning election issue and something they can stand for. Instead of just kind of standing for not much, I mean, right. what are the what what do they normally stand for? The status quo, quo, and the Republicans like I don't know. They want some weird Dude, take a confederacy back. or some shit. I don't know what they want. Some wild shit. So like that's not so. But for the longest time, like the Democrats have been like, well, we can keep it the same, or they can make it worse. And we're like, <laughs> uh, like uh, well, this is better than what they want. But now they're like, we might make weed a thing that we, and then that's progress. And I think that'll loop a lot of progressives in who frankly have, have lost interest in the democratic party to a large extent because, because they can't do actual police reform because everyone in the center will just abandon them. They're like, we like the blue line. And then they'll just go over to the Republicans. But if they, if they just take more teeth out of the police, right? Like the police Mm -hmm. can't arrest you for weed. That's basically the radical point, right? So this is a step in the right direction, and it fills my black heart with just a little bit of hope. Hope, so that's exciting. Well, I figured you were going to come in like a lot of people that I hear with with something similar to your political leanings and say, yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's a. What's oh, of the course, word I'm it's not enough. Of course, it's token. Of course, of course, right. of course. But, but it's it is a step in the right direction. This man <laughs> has been cucked to cops. Since the Reagan administration, drug reform laws, buddy. Yeah, and then and, and then all something... of a sudden he's gonna go. He's gonna change. This is for for Joe Biden. He might as well have picked up marks for the first time. Yeah. This is it's a step towards an inevitable goal of it, it being more accessible to everybody. But <laughs> and this is where the other part comes in. The sixty five hundred people is one part, and that is. In terms of if you think that politics are there to make people's lives better and to maybe even increase joy from time to time, 6,500 getting kicked out of jail and all their family members, and that's a lot of lives being improved. Just by the numbers, just bulk fucking happiness, however you measure that. That's yeah, and move. able to get a job. Able to get, able a, to job. get a job. All and of so a sudden, on. you can get a job at like a really good company because you don't have mm. a federal cannabis conviction. Correct. But now beyond that, the the real question is, what does it look like? Because Biden also said he was going to recommend to the FDA that they change the scheduling. Right now, of course, cannabis is schedule one. And everybody's heard that this is the most played out trope because it's true. People say it because it's true, but they say it over and over. It's on the same scale as heroin. No medicinal value quote, which even heroin has medicinal value. But, you know, I'm not I'm not saying let's get some medicinal heroin out here at all. What I'm saying is it obviously needs to be descheduled, but. 
I looked into this because I was worried. I, I'm in a medical system that I love. For all its flaws, I fucking love the Oklahoma medical system for a lot of reasons. So if the FDA starts fucking with weed, cannabis, and moving yeah. it down the schedule, that can fuck with how Oklahoma is allowed to allow me to have weed. I, I kind of, That's the worst sentence I've ever said, but you see what I mean. Yeah, so, um, so I would... It depends, right? Okay. So, so if if he if he okay, so there's two ways he can go about this. Two main ways, mm-hmm. and there's one I support, one I don't, right? And so okay. the first one, and the, and let's be real, Evan, you're already assuming he's going to do this, is to reschedule it at a lower schedule level, move it down to like two, or three, or five, even right. Uh, I'm into five. Like, fuck five. Fuck no, three. Dude. Fuck two, fuck one, no. And this is what he needs to do. And this is what he's been saying. What's interesting to me, he's not using rescheduling language. He's using the term deschedule, which means remove it off the schedule of federal substances entirely, which is what I advocate. Because then, of mm-hmm. course, the states have to regulate it if they want it regulated at all. Or it's going to be sold at gas stations. Oh, over the counter. yes, fucking sir. And you know what else? If it's descheduled and the states don't compete and, 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 and adequately make that means that you can fucking go sell it at the farmer's fucking market unless Oklahoma right. says you can't. Dude, I think that's what they should do. And I and I like it because it creates chaos in states that weren't willing to regulate cannabis. And I love it when people pay for their mistakes. Like when it's, you when you, it's, it's like it's like when a it's like when. It's like when someone shoots themselves in the hand doing something unsafe with a gun to avoid conscription in Russia or to get no, pain pills. Um, well, actually, that's not what I'm talking about. I was more just doing stupid. I'm just shit being with an asshole. Gun. Yeah, no. Honestly, those two re- are perfectly good reasons to uh, maim no. yourself. I've um, known somebody who shot themselves for pain pills. Anybody who's done that is a. I will tell you immediately. That's not a junkie having a bad time. That's a piece of shit person. I will tell you that with conviction. Please continue. I have no judgment there, and I and I encourage um, all of you brave Russian young men to uh, cut cut your pinky finger off to avoid. I'm talking about the pain pill thing. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're avoiding conscription, cut your foot off, please. I feel like Sorry. if you live in Russia and you're cutting your finger off, you're gonna want pain pills too. So, okay. So think what you want about Joe Biden. I'm your typical fucking Democrat voter. You know, I don't. I'm net negative with him, but he's there, so whatever. I am this not is a man. your typical Democrat voter. Don't judge Democrats by me. I am a raving anarchist lunatic. I mean, I'm even too far left for a lot of people who can't stand me, and I'm way more right than you. But but that said, yes. <laughs> this, is, this is, in the end, an elderly man who has repeatedly shown compassion for people in fucked up situations. Now, say what you want about the drug laws that he had a part in in the 90s, but this is a man who had a son. Who suffered from drug addiction? Very famously, a kid, a, a, a kid, a guy who's dragged through the mud daily for a shit. And I'm not into that story. I don't buy into the conspiracy theories about it. But the man was addicted to crack or whatever. So, almost any elderly person I know that has grappled with a child that's had a severe drug addiction ain't fucking with weed. I've got alcoholics and drug addicts in my family, and it is because of them that a lot of like the the patriarch and matriarch figures in my family won't fucking even think about weed because they've seen other drugs and they link it together. So for a dude who's been in that position to do that, I think is, you know, from a personal perspective, pretty admirable to be able to do that. I would like to talk a little bit about the, the scheduling before we get off the air, if that's okay. Okay. Uh, please continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm gonna cut that in. No, I, I'm, honestly, I just think, de- I think, I think descheduling it completely would be better for people short term i think it would immediately make it safer i think it would cause a lot of um problems in the courts and i think that's a good thing yes. um and i think also that once it's descheduled we should really look at some of these historical figures figures and recent figures um for example um some of the police unions and stuff who have known for a long time that this was fine and it wasn't a big deal and they've hurt people mm-hmm. over it anyway and maybe prosecute and uh, imprison some of these police chiefs and stuff yep. and take back a lot of the a lot like basically defund the police through cannabis legalization and prosecuting them as um, c- criminals against humanity for what they did to people over a plant. Um, I'm going to leave talk- that on the air. 
I, I will not cut that this time per I think, but I just want to say, I don't necessarily think I want to go that far with it. Oh, please continue. Sorry. Well, I mean, no, so, and I don't either. I'm all for, um, you know, prison abolition and stuff, but if we're going to have a carceral state and we're going to have prisons, violent thugs who steal people's money because they grow a plant are not constructive members of society and by their own logic should be removed from it. I don't disagree. It's an ideal outcome. It's just one of those things that like, I almost, I'm like realistic in my hopes and you know, it's never going to happen. Um, oh, well, no, not, not with an attitude like that, sir. That's, that's fair. That's fair. I'm one of those people holding it back with my mental shackles. Um, now back to the point of chaos. I think this is an area where we can have constructive disagreement. Um, I don't necessarily want to see chaos. I'm not necessarily like, ha ha government, fuck you. Now you're getting what's yours. Cause whatever. In the end, I just want government to make my life better, make access to things easier and so on. But I do think where our opinions dovetail is that the government has created this chaos and this is the best way for the government now to bring that chaos in line in a way that matches the standards and lifestyle that people in medical states are used to. Because I want to say something. This is completely harmless chaos. This isn't chaos that's going to hurt anyone. This is just chaos that's going to inconvenience people like lawyers, legislatures, police officers, stuff like that. They're going to inconvenience you, yes, regardless. But this will inconvenience them, and I like that because I don't like them. That's basically what it is. And it, and it also is the quickest route to releasing cannabis prisoners because a lot of times if they can't make state charges stick, they'll charge wow. them federally, vice versa. They stack charges. If this eliminates the only all the charges that a guy is being held over in jail, that mm-hmm. immediately sets up a thing for an appeal, which one, inconveniences the court that put this political prisoner there, but also mm-hmm. conveniences him by automatically starting a new avenue for appeal from his lawyer. So right. this is good for good for victims, bad for victimizers. Right. No, that's that is a fair fair outlook. You also worry about the abreaction in states that like to you talk about the Republican position, often the Republican position is the Democrats are doing that, I'm doing this. So yeah. you have states like Texas that are saying, well, fuck what Biden says. We ain't letting anybody else loose. If you're a candidate. Well, they're going to freeze can... to death in the next couple of winters. So we're not going to have to worry about Texas. So are the people they implode. have in prison for weed. Yeah, I know it's Because sucks. they're Fair not going to let shit go. They're going to, there's a very good chance that in some of those states, and I'm thinking Texas, I'm thinking like your Alabamas. Oh yeah. That there could be a reaction of more of a crackdown, more people going to jail for weed. Um, and that, that I think that, I think you may be right, but I honestly don't know that those states have the resources to really do that as much as they did before. I think you're seeing progress in a lot of those courts, um, and you're seeing a lot of public pushbacks. Less federal um, funding know, for that kind of shit. Well, uh, even even that's. Uh, did we talk about this? I don't remember where I talked about it. There was a story recently about a young lady who was imprisoned while she was pregnant. Yeah, we talked. Yeah, we did that about it. She pissed hot or like admitted we talked. Well, the reason that they let her out is not out of the goodness of their heart. It's not. It's because enough people got angry and called them. And and eventually you start to realize that all of your friends and neighbors hate you because you're jailing pregnant women. You'll change Mm -hmm. your tune because you can't exist in a world like that. And so if you have enough public pressure, if something is heinous enough, you can get everyone to kind of add that soft pressure you see what i'm saying that makes sense i guess we could say that the the official show stance is that it's good it's not enough but it's something and hopefully even if it is a callous midterm move like one hopes that fucking like you said it carries on with more and that's a really long-winded official so position but i think if weed's going to end up legal somewhere, somehow, then this is a step that gets us there. And hopefully they don't drop it down the schedule. They deschedule instead of reschedule, like you said, because if not, right. we end up with problems and inconsistencies. I I think no matter what happens, I think that the federal versus state laws are always going to be really inconsistent on cannabis. Um, but I like right. to think that the less hand the federal government has in it the better initially because what we've seen is state by state reform and i worry that the way the federal government will do it is to be re- to reschedule in a way 
to hammering all the progress the states have made in the short term and then consolidating all the regulatory um the regulatory framework in the federal sector instead of the state level and if they do that i worry that's going to make everything worse so i hope that they i hope i think i think i hope that they completely deschedule it because i think it, they, i think it'll make it harder if they reschedule it they they need to and i worry this is a point that i i, I kind of ambled at indirectly but i i should bring up directly like Oklahoma is unique in that you can get some powerful ass edibles. I don't know what the top end or if there is one, but I can go to the fucking dispensary right now and get a chocolate bar that's like three grand or three, three, right. three thousand milligrams. And not every state lets you do that. Some states it's a ridiculously small cap, like a hundred milligrams. So let's say that they reschedule it and God forbid they move it down to two. Um, if I see it scheduled, I'd like to see it down to a five, but whatever. They move it down to two, and all of a sudden, some scientist that's never smoked weed in his life and has a panel of people who maybe smoked weed once in his little thing is now saying, well, you know, I would say that the medically acceptable dose for this is 50 milligrams. And maybe if you get an extra license, you can get 100 milligrams. And then dudes like me that have, I won't say conditioned, I'm not a victim of this. I chose to eat this amount of edibles. But people who have become accustomed to a certain level of edibles are now fucking okay, well, I've got to double up on the recommended dosage and now the state tells me I can only buy so many a day and I've got to use my wife's card to buy more because she doesn't need edibles and it creates problems. So like, and this is just really a long-winded way of going to what you were saying, Dig. Like, letting the states figure it out themselves is the way to go. Even though there's going to be attrition in terms of people getting fucked up and having to stay in jail longer in shitty states like Texas, like, it's really the only way to do it. I don't want to sound callous. I, I understand that people in Texas and these legal, these illegal states have a right to cannabis just like we do. However, I cannot make our, we cannot limit our progress based on what regressive people choose to do. If you can't afford to leave your state, um, that's bad. I'm sorry. Um, and if you're politically inactive, I don't want to hear it. If you don't go to <laughs> protest or you don't vote, if you don't participate, I, I'm sorry, bro. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Participate more. Maybe you can change it locally. But uh, I don't want to hear it if you're not participating. I mean, I I, know, and participating man. does not mean voting. You could have a podcast. You could be mm -hmm. organizing. Do something in the civic political sphere. And if everyone chooses to do that, the world will be a better place. The anti. Anti-cannabis people have no problem mobilizing. We well, should be able to mobilize too. No, yeah, absolutely we should. And we should be able to, to, to get results from that. And that's even like the shit you were talking about earlier. Like people feel angry. People like uh, you to get angry about the judicial system and shit in part. And I don't want to speak for you, but I, I feel like we share some anger here because We've seen over and over that using the system's methods doesn't work or it's torturously slow if it does work. The cannabis right. thing being part of that. So people are frothed up to anger and they want to see because they keep seeing people get fucked over. They want to see these outcomes. So I, right. yeah, I'm with you. But, but I, honestly, I like, it, it's, it's both things. It's, it's alternative or organizing counterculture stuff but guys it's also show L listen i know a lot of y'all are creatives listening i know you've got the time to go stand in line and vote go do it and if you're in oregon you don't even have to stand in line go online register they'll mail you something you'll mail it back you don't have to leave your house what's coming up is going to be decided by the people that choose to participate from now moving forward to 20 years right. if you sit on your couch and you say politics is stupid and you don't mm. participate, you're removing your small nudge right. of where it's going to go. That's a fair take. Now, I would I would say two things to that, and I'm going to hit my derail button because it aligns with what you're saying here, and then I will I will no longer take the show in a bad direction. Uh, one, I don't, people have a right to not give a shit, and I think that, like, if, okay, if I got arrested with a bag of weed when I was 20 and thought, oh, fuck politics, my vote doesn't mean anything because, you know, a very, a very, very one-dimensional take, like, it would have sucked to think that there are a lot of people that, oh, well, you weren't engaged, so fuck off. So, like, I, I kind of feel for those people, and I get it, because people can't change their minds. My derail button is, and if you don't take anything else from the show besides the fact that weed is awesome, take this away. I read something that really blew my mind and really kind of furthered my old dude opinion that voting is important. 
The only way to beat gerrymandering is to vote. Gerrymandering is only effective in systems where the vote is close. If you fucking vote your ass off in the color you want, and it doesn't, I mean, obviously we know which party tends to use gerrymandering more, but if you're in an area where you're gerrymandered and you're pissed off about it and you think your vote doesn't count, your vote actually matters more because the more votes you can blow that shit out and gerrymandering suddenly is irrelevant. And that's my derail. I will say also my rural folks who, who, who are in a sea of red or a sea of the opposite party, let's say, and you think your vote doesn't have an impact. There are a lot of 60, 40 splits that you're never going to beat. But I have known a lot of small, small elections for small town councils that have been decided by one vote. And we're talking (laughs) big differences here. Listen, one or like single digit votes, Evan, you're talking a town of 500. Your vote matters, motherfucker. Yep. if there's a crazy lady who's trying to take over the school board and yep. ban every book you loved as a kid and yep. you don't vote against her, what does that say about oh, you? That. Even that, I mean, that sucks, but even the listeners no who would roll their eyes at that, you for your vote. If, if you got kids and that lady comes and all of a sudden she's like, oh, well, this fucking reduced federal lunch program that we applied for is socialism. Fuck that. Maybe now instead of paying 75 cents a day for your kid's lunch because the school subsidizes everybody, not just the underprivileged, maybe you're paying 350 a day. That shit adds up over a month. And that's those are just numbers I pulled out of my ass, but that kind of shit does happen beyond the political scope. Like oh, yeah. so yes, vote. You could have a like and the smaller god, I can't believe I cannot believe I'm going on a go vote midterms rant. But if you care, vote. I feel like that's a message that's partisan and matters. Like it, bipartisan and matters. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like you should vote. Yeah. And, and hell, I mean, honestly, like if you want to go the other way, I mean, anyway, we're not. I, I am out of Dr. Pepper and it is time for me to go find some.